Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord God, thank you as we spend some time together this morning. We're reminded of the, of the verse that said, Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. As we begin a new year, we, we look back and watch your faithfulness work in our life. We look forward realizing that you haven't quit, that you will be again faithful for this year. We trust and we hope in you. Thank you for bringing us together this morning, bringing both services together, the opportunity uh, to sit around the table, Lord, to, uh, to begin the year anew with new hopes, new promises, new victories, new struggles, and the ability to hold up under those. We're reminded even in this morning's scripture that those suffer- sufferings are for naught. They're not for naught. They are there to remind us that Jesus is still with us and beside us. That we have the strength for that bright hope for tomorrow. Lord, as we look at your word, I pray that it would be powerful. You are a powerful and mighty God. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning we're in First Second Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 11. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all, all of our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves re- receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the suffering of Christ, we also, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance at the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, you also share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had been received, that we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope, that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us and answer to the the prayers of many. May God add his blessing to the reading of this word as we prepare our hearts this morning to sit around the table. Good morning. Thank you for the reminder of your faithfulness. 
as we sat around the table, as we heard the stories of your faithfulness in people's lives. Lord, only a, a small portion of what we have watched with our own eyes, which we had experienced with our own, uh, in our own lives. Your faithfulness through all generations. Lord, we thank you for this past year through its ups and downs and its difficulties and its victories, the bumps and the bruises. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness uh, even in the, the dark and hard times, the valleys of the shadow of death. We, Lord, we, we know that those are not easy and yet we know that you still walk with us and we are thankful for that. Lord, as we look backwards and we look forward to the work you will do this year, we realize that life will still go on. There will be challenges. There will be victories on the top of the mountain. There will be failures in the bottom. And Lord, each and every one of those things that are a part of our life has value for the kingdom. Lord, help us not to get so hung up on the things that we can't control that we have no that have no bearing that we can't enjoy the life you has put in front of us Lord as we look at your word i pray that it would be powerful you are a powerful and mighty god you are a god who who loves and cares over us so much may we reflect that in 2023 in your name we pray amen maybe seated All right. Happy New Year. Are you excited? Anybody excited for 2023? Lauren is excited. Rachel is excited for 2023. I'm trying to see. Is that me? Or, uh, May Lynn. Yeah, I, could, I, I couldn't see her face. <laughs> May Lynn is excited. Bill and Cheryl might be excited. Yeah. Yeah, and the rest of us are pretty excited about that too. Yeah, that that's pretty that's pretty exciting. Cute. <laughs> so, how many of you have spent any time thinking about 2022, like reflecting on 2022? Right, Vonda. Yeah, have you thought about what you know what what has happened? Right, well, that's kind of the the mix. Um, the week between Christmas and New Year's, is that not really what happens? It's like the letdown after Christmas, all the chaos, all the sugar, all the um, going until we can't go anymore. And the older I get, the more I realize I, I like going less. Uh, in fact, I like to go and then I like to come home and, and uh, own my chair for a while. Um, but that week between is a, a week I, I tend to lay low and and I think in all of that time is a time for us to, to reflect, to look back, and to, to ask ourselves this, how did God work in this past year? What did my year look like? Was, was it a train wreck? Was it uh, full of victories and excitement? Uh, and my, my guess is, if you take that time, and, and hopefully you have taken some time, you realize that it's, uh, it's a myriad of all of those, right? Because life... Um, 
there is a cycle in life, and, and there's always going to be, in, in Scripture this morning, it talks about this, uh, Paul is trying to help the Corinthian church understand that, that there's just the regular things of life. There are going to be the ups, and there are going to be the downs. That is a part of life. There are some things where we're just happy we made it through, right? We're happy we survived um, this situation, and we're, ha- we're okay where we're at. There's some things we want to do better. Kelly said that, uh, I, heard, I overheard Kelly say that he got all his steps in for all of December. Uh, that's pretty good, Kel. We're going to have to, so I want, I want you guys to keep Kelly accountable, and we want to make sure he gets all his steps in January too, right? So, steps? This, this is a step, Kenny. When you, so, Kenny, when you get old, they give you this little watch thing, and it counts every one of them. And if you don't, if you don't move enough, it says, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it vibrates your arm. You goes, Ehh. and then it says, hey, dummy, you got to move more. So at my parents' house, if my dad doesn't get up and move enough, he'll start doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Lauren. <laughs> so, and I don't know, you can ask them. 10,000 steps sounds like a lot, doesn't it? That's, that's a good goal, I guess I'm told. So, I, so maybe, I hope, you've looked both ways. Like back at 2022 saying, okay, this is what we had. This is what went on. And I hope you're looking forward to seeing how God is going to work uh, in the days to come. Because all too often, I think we just kind of roll through life. We're just like, well, we'll just see what happens, and we're just going to let it rip. Uh, but the scripture this morning, rem- Paul reminds the Corinthian church that, um, that really nothing happens without a reason, and, and we need to understand that when they were going through these struggles, um, that God is still there. God is still working. God is in our lives. I talked to a couple this week uh, who had some really unfortunate things happen in the past few years, and it brought them together closer than they've ever been before. And as we were talking about that whole situation, it was really apparent to me that even in the hard times, the difficult times, the challenges of life, that God is still working. God is still working in our lives. And we have a choice to make. We have a decision to make. Are we going to look at those things, uh, those sufferings? Because that's what Paul talks about here. He says, there's going to be sufferings in your life. There are going to be challenges that are a part of your life. What are you going to do with them? What will you do with those sufferings? What are you going to do when you're struggling with something, and one of, my, one of the things that I believe that God gives us uh, those sufferings for, that we walk through those things for, is to help others walk through that as well. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Uh, but I want to talk about what, what Paul is uh, giving hope for the Corinthian church, and, and I believe it's what he gives us hope for for 2023, and really on and, and on and on and on and on. But, but Paul is reminding the church. Now, remind, remember, Paul was tough on the Corinthian church. He was tough on them. He, he had some harsh words for them. 
He challenged them. And and in this second there in this second Corinthians uh, this letter he he wants to help them understand that there are going to be problems there are going to be things that are going on and and what he's really trying to do is help them understand that your faith makes a difference in the way you see life whether it's in the victories and or the suffering. There's comfort. I found this on, online. I didn't get one of these for Christmas, but this is pretty cool. Family ba- bl- blankies, up to eight people. You can invite your friends over, <laughs> and everybody can read a book. There's only, uh, there's only one, hand, one arm on either side. That's pr- that baby's pretty sweet, is it not? Now, it's going to be challenging if you got six in between. But, but here's the best part of this, this gift. Did anybody get this gift? Huh? Okay. <laughs> Look up in the top left corner. It covers an SUV. <laughs> so if it, doesn't, if it doesn't keep your family warm, it'll keep your car warm, I guess. I, <laughs> as I was looking this up, I, I, I want to use this for an illustration um, because I want to remind you that we have a comforter. Right? We have a comforter. It says uh, in 1 Corinthians 1.4, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. What he's saying is, yeah, yeah, you got struggles, you have problems, you have trials, you have troubles. They're not for, any, for nothing. They're for you to be able to share with others. In the way that God has taken care of those issues. And maybe he hasn't taken care of them all the way. But being honest and transparent, right? I think one of the struggles, and I want to challenge you as a church this year, to be more transparent. That doesn't mean we have to, to air all of our dirty laundry. That's not what I'm saying. But being transparent in those moments when the Spirit leads. Because I believe that there are those moments when God puts someone in front of us who needs to hear a piece of our story. It may not be the whole story. It may be this one little chunk. It may be a struggle we have, an addiction we're dealing with, a reoccurring sin we're struggling to get out of our life. I I don't know what it is. It may be a loss we have felt. You know, some of the most powerful ministries, as I have experienced ministry uh, in a a lot of different ways, some of the most powerful ministries out there are the ministries where people have walked through the same exact struggle and are now helping other people. They're now leading other people through that. If you have been affected by grief share, you understand what I'm talking about. Right? If you have gone to even one of the grief share programs, you understand what I'm talking about. I always say to Amy Beardsley, no one wants to go to that class. Right? That's just be honest. That's a tough class. No one wants to be a part of grief share. Because the only way you get there is if you lost somebody. That's not an easy ministry. That that is a tough. You're ministering to people at their very lowest, at the very darkest, at the very deepest, hardest part of their life. 
And yet, isn't that exactly what we're called to do? That's a powerful ministry. Not because uh, it's fun and easy. It's surely not light. It's anything but that. But being transparent and saying, listen, I've been through this. I have walked this road. It makes a difference when I share it with someone else, does it not? If we know someone has walked that trail in front of us, it's a whole lot easier to hear their story and to understand that God is walking them through it. I think all too often, though, we're not real transparent about our own struggles and our own trials. We, we want to come in with our, our pretty little suit on and look good, right, when, when we should be really honest that there's mud all over this baby. There are struggles in all of our lives, mine included. There are problems, problems I have to give to God, relationships that I struggle with, relationships that you struggle with. All too often, we want to come in and be all, have our, our clothes all shined up and my shoes all bright and shiny and... They're not so shiny today. I got a little bit, might have a bit of a little mud on them last week. <laughs> we all need to be transparent about who we are and who has, who has, who has, who God has made us to be. There are struggles in our life. We need to be able to share those. I'm not saying we share them with the whole congregation, but if God puts someone in your path, listen, if God puts someone in your path and you know full well that the Spirit is leading you to share that part of your testimony and you don't, there's a scripture that says we grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't take that lightly. God gives us these things and, and Paul's telling us in this passage, he's telling the Corinthian church, there are struggles and trials and trouble and guess what? It's okay. It's, we have a comforter who loves us. Mother Teresa had a quote that I, I appreciate. It says, honesty and transparency make you vulnerable. Be honest and transparent Anyway, one of the things we talk a lot about in counseling is if it feels uncomfortable, it's probably the right thing to do, right? Because the things that, that we, we stay we shy away from are the things, uh, like if it feels uncomfortable to talk about a certain thing with someone, maybe we need to talk about it. If it feels uncomfortable, maybe that's where we need to go. If, if we're afraid to be transparent, we maybe need to step back and ask ourselves, why am I not being honest with myself? Because here's the, the funny part. God already knows. I think all too often, and I want to challenge you in your marriage, in your relationships, to be transparent and vulnerable. To open up to your spouse. The biggest problem and struggle in marriages today is a lack of intimacy. And when I say intimacy, I, I use that as a very big umbrella word. 
And by what I mean by intimacy is emotional intimacy, connecting, uh, being friends, being connected on a deeper level about our hopes and dreams, about our, uh, where God is leading us, where God is directing us, those kind of things. We don't talk about those things. Let me tell you a, uh, a statistic that absolutely blows my mind. Does anyone know the average amount of time a week that a couple with kids uh, spends talking together? Anybody care to guess? Deshaun? 40, that's close. 30, 33 minutes. A week. Thirty. Listen to what I said. Married couple with kids, 33 minutes a week. That's less than five minutes a day. Now let me give you the other half of the statistic. Most of that time, most of that time, is spent figuring out who's taking one, which one to, to soccer and which one to basketball. And we wonder why marriages are suffering. We wonder why there are struggles. We don't spend any time. It's the same thing with our relationship with God. We expect God to just show up and do something in our life, and we're not, we don't even know him. We don't spend any time. We're not connecting. There's no connection. There's no intimacy. You show me a married couple that it isn't working, and I'll tell you exactly the problem. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. We don't get married to have a partner in our house. We get married to have someone who, who loves us as much as we love them and, and can connect with and do life this journey. God gave us that opportunity. I'll get off my soapbox, but let me encourage you to be vulnerable. We have a comforter. God understands our struggles. Be vulnerable with our spouse. Be vulnerable in those relationships where they have the opportunity, where it's safe, and we can share our life, our hopes and dreams. What are your hopes and dreams about uh, where God is leading you for 2023? What do you want it to look like at the end of this year? You want to be in the exact same spot and we'll just take a photograph and the next year we'll just take another photograph. You think that's what God wants? No. It's not what God wants at all. He wants us to be able to minister to others, to help others into the kingdom. That's, that's our life goal. That's, if you're a believer in Christ, that's your, that's your mission. And everything else is extra. Having a job is extra. Having a job that pays way lots of money is extra. All of those things are extra to our life goal. To honor God. Yes, we have, to, we have a responsibility to take care of our families. Yes, we have a take responsibility to keep a... Uh, a roof over our head. Yes, we have, we have a responsibility to those things, but our life goals should be focused towards God. What do you want to take into 2023? A blessing that is readily assess accessible. That's a nice big long word. 
right? He says, just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, we also share in the comfort through Christ. Do you realize that for every suffering, there is comfort? All too often I hear, I hear those stories of my life is a shambles and, and there is no good in it. And let me challenge you, let me encourage you that none of you, myself included, walk to church today. None of you. We are a blessed people. Anybody sleep on a dirt floor last night? We are a blessed people. Without a bed, yeah, without a bed, yeah. We are a blessed people. God has comforted us in so many ways. Maybe too much. Maybe too much because we rest on our laurels. We forget that, and that's what Paul is saying in this passage, we forget that we need Jesus. We've been so comfortable, we don't believe we need him. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll make your cup overflow. He said, yeah, there's going to be sufferings. That's normal. And there's going to be comfort. And that's normal too. So if all you're experiencing is sufferings, you're missing out on the other half. You're missing out on the other half of the comfort that God provides. You haven't found it, or you're not seeking it, or you're missing it somewhere. There is comfort, not because I said so, but because the Bible says so. The scriptures tell us that, that God has just as much comfort. It said the comfort abounds through Christ. That's pretty comfortable, huh? It's not a little hard uh, stool. Until you go to clean, yeah. That's okay. Scripture out of John reminds us that if you're a believer in Christ, if you have called on Jesus to be in your life, to, be, uh, a, to rule your life, he says, there is a helper, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name. This is Jesus talking. And he will teach you all the things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. Do you realize that if you are a believer in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. So you have that available. It is a part of you in your life directing your path. Sometimes I think we don't listen real well. right? We don't want to hear real well. We still want to do our old things and expect God to bless those. Jesus says, listen, if you... If you invite me into your life to be a part of your life, you will have the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, it will help guide your paths. You know those things that we do that are sin that we continue to do over and over? And we know full well and we feel bad about it and it, and it really hurts. And it's like, why did I run my mouth again? Guess what? That's the Holy Spirit saying, listen, dummy. Stop! You don't have to say that. You don't have to have that attitude.
For some reason in our Christian faith, we minimize the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us if we're a believer in Christ. He lives in us, is a part of us, is directing our path. If the Spirit's leading us, we, we also quickly recognize the blessings in our life. That there's comfort abounding. Finally, Paul says, remember that He will deliver us. Our deliverer will come. He says He has delivered us from such, such a terrible death and He will deliver us. We have put our hope in Him that we, He will deliver us again. I wonder how, how many of us feel like our faith is in some way shipwrecked. Many a times I've had people say, I cannot come to your church because if I walk in, the four walls will fall in. Right? It'll kill everybody in the sanctuary. The four walls are all still up. I wonder how many of us think, well, I've got to this point and I haven't done it right. I haven't done real well with it. I'm just going to ride this thing out. Or maybe the younger of, the, of us are, I will get my life in order once I get my life in order. Once I get a job and a, and a career and I got all that stuff. I'll, I'll tell you what, God, I'll do it when it's time to retire. You know what? I'll give my work 40 years and then I'm going to give whatever you give me left. I'm going to do what, God, what you want me to do. God will deliver. He already has promised that. He has promised to bring us a deliverer through Jesus Christ. Paul says, listen, there's one thing we need from you. And I'm going to challenge you as a, as a church to be involved in this as well for 2023. If you're going to make a New Year's resolution, I don't know if you did or not. I probably made one and broke it by now, right? If I'd have made one, I'd have broke it, so I didn't make one. But this is a good New Year's resolution, if you want one. It's verse 11. Help us with your prayers. Help us with your prayers, and many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Don't talk about praying for someone. That's a waste of time. Don't talk about praying for someone. Pray for someone. Take the time to pray for them, to pray with them, even if it is through text, even if it is through email. Find a way to pray and pray consistently for those uh, in our midst. There are many struggles and trials. We had, we had a few people come up today. There was a, each one of us could have come up, and we could have spent the whole morning talking about the trials and the problems and the struggles and the prayer that's needed for each and every one of them. In the back, in the narthex, uh, let me challenge you, let me encourage you that there's a paper that gets updated every week. If you turn in a little slip in the, in, the, um, in the offering plate, it gets updated on there every week. And every week, we update a prayer list. And people go on that prayer list probably for uh, 
six weeks to, to two months at least, depending on uh, how full it gets. If it gets over two pages, then we, we kind of pare it down some of the older ones, and they'll go back on if they're still needed. Let me encourage you to take the time to pray for those in your row. Pray for those who are struggling with different ailments. Pray for those who have struggled with loss in this last uh, year. Pray for those uh, who have upcoming things. I, I, I think of Steve Triana's uh, upcoming surgery and the, and the change that that is. Don't take that lightly. We want to pray for Steve. We want that surgery to go to smooth, to be back home, and to be back as soon as uh, possible. That's just one of many. Pray. And you know what? When we pray, take the time to let that person know. You know what? I heard the prayers. I heard uh, your concern, and I want to make sure you know that I am praying for you. And it's not only praying. Paul says, listen, these prayers are powerful. And we will see the answers in the, in the prayers of many. Paul is reminding the church in Corinth, pray for the situations that aren't going well. Remember that God is still working and that the Holy Spirit is a part of our lives as a believer. And the promise is still the promise that He will deliver. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank You for Jesus. and In His name we come together this morning. We sat around the table in the name of Jesus. We, we came together to listen to Your Word in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we, we recognize that uh, we live this life of faith uh, in the sufferings of Jesus, in the comfort of Jesus. Lord, for anyone here this morning who hasn't made that decision to follow you, who's maybe has heard about it but hasn't, uh, hasn't done anything with it, Lord, I pray this morning they wouldn't leave without the opportunity to at least understand what's being offered. Lord, I pray that they would feel comfortable to be at the altar, to, to offer their lives at the cross. Lord, I pray that you would encourage anyone who hasn't made that decision yet to make that decision. Lord, if, there's, if there are some who want to re-up on their decision to get their life back in the right spot, to, to lay their burdens at the cross, to, to, Lord, to make a resolution to, draw, to grow in their faith this year, I pray that you would direct their paths as well. Lord, may we have a chance to pray and to share life. Thank you for your love, Lord. I thank you for those uh, who in 2022 came to you. Uh, Lord, we have watched uh, many come to you and be changed. And Lord, I am so thankful for those opportunities, those reminders that you are still alive and active, uh, working in our midst. Thank you for your love and care. In your name we pray. Amen.